0: What is up, Bitcoiners? It's your boy, CK, and this is another episode of the Bitcoin Magazine Podcast. This week, I'm super excited to introduce you to Javier at Bastardo. From Twitter, he does a lot of work with Cointelegraph's uh, Espanol version of, uh, of their uh, publication, as well as he is one of the leaders behind Satoshi in Venezuela um, and all around fantastic member of the Bitcoin community. Javier brings the ever important perspective of a Bitcoiner living in Venezuela. Um, as a Venezuelan, Javier has suffered Four years, he had to go through so many tribulations and trials that have stemmed from the economic and uh, just overall oppression that everyone in Venezuela who is still living in Venezuela is constantly going through. Uh, This is an extremely important podcast episode, and it, it really puts things into perspective on why neutral money like Bitcoin is so, so important and why... Javier and other folks in Venezuela are turning to Bitcoin. I think you guys are really gonna like this one. Before we get into the show, though, I wanna tell you guys about our sponsor. It is Stacks 2.0. They're no longer Block Stacks. They, it's now the Stacks 2.0 blockchain. And they're really orienting around Bitcoin, right? So the whole idea is it's a blockchain. They have a proof of transfer, POX, uh, and you peg in Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is the money on the blockchain. Uh, they also have a you know governance and staking token to support that blockchain, STX, Um But you don't need that token to use the blockchain. And that blockchain, it takes on a lot of the features that, um, you know, you can't build directly into the Bitcoin blockchain things that other altcoin chains are trying to do. Um, and it brings it to a Bitcoin denominated world. So I think that the world is going to start denominating in Bitcoin and the closer and more trustless you can get to using Bitcoin, the, the more people are going to want to use those applications. So it's exciting to see what, um, what Blockstacks stacks is doing here and them committing to Bitcoin. We're starting to really see the narrative of Bitcoin, not blockchain. Like, their their marketing their branding is all about we are part of Bitcoin uh, we're leveraging the most important and the the most prevalent blockchain and Bitcoin is money on our blockchain so I like that that uh, that turn of directions go check out Stacks. Two dot com, so that's S T A C K S two, the number two dot com, and uh, learn more if you're, especially if you're a developer. Uh, but if you want to just poke around and see their uh, blockchain-based decentralized apps and DeFi stuff, uh, again, they're doing that all uh, on the Stacks2 blockchain. And that is enough from me. Let's get right into this fantastic podcast with Javier. I'm really excited to bring you this interview with Javier. From Satoshi in Venezuela, and he often writes for Cointelegraph and Espanol. Javier is a awesome and diehard Bitcoiner in Venezuela fighting for free money. Javier, welcome to Bitcoin Magazine podcast. Well, thanks
1: for having me, CK. It is a really great pleasure to do this interview.
0: I'm really excited to have this chat. So, Javier, outside of just your basic uh, introduction, like, who are you? What got you into Bitcoin? Uh, Why is Bitcoin important?
1: Okay, I'm Javier Bastardo. I'm from Venezuela. I'm I'm currently living in Venezuela. I'm in Caracas. Um, uh, What drove me into Bitcoin uh, first was uh, my job since... uh, 2017, I was working at Crypto Noticias, that is a very known uh, uh, Spanish speaker newspaper, digital newspaper, about cryptocurrencies. And uh, before the ball rung in that year, I started to earn my my payments directly in BTC. And uh, that was my first Uh, experience in the Bitcoin scene and uh, I was uh, really uh, I was really interested in blockchain in the very first time since that was the dominant narrative that uh, blockchain will help to decentralize everything and after uh, seeing a couple of projects uh, fail I focus it on Bitcoin and, uh, well, I then moved it uh, from Crypto Noticias to Cointelegraph. And uh, uh, in 2019, I founded a Bitcoiner movement here in Venezuela that is named uh, Satoshi in Venezuela. And, uh, well, mm, I can connect the uh, other uh, answer about why is important Bitcoin with this because uh I created this group I created this um project to uh, help other people to understand the things that I understood after working on the crypto journalist uh, scene about how Bitcoin could be used here in Venezuela to avoid the hyperinflationary context of the local currency. So I thought that maybe I could uh, share my experience with other people and share uh, some knowledge about the basics of Bitcoin. So I think that Bitcoin is really important to every person that is looking for freedom and we are in a sociopolitical context of really few freedoms and so it is all connected now many people uh uh, think like uh, money is not connected to your freedoms or it is only connected to the kind of freedoms that uh the status or maybe the, um, the things that you can buy uh, give you, but it is uh, beyond that. Because if the money that you earn, like the bolivar, is daily depreciating, it is also depreciating your time, the time that you spend to earn those bolivars. So it is uh, attempting against your individual freedom of becoming the human that you really are. So it is all connected. You know, Bitcoin, the um, need of freedom and the context of Venezuela. So I think that everybody that is living here or that is facing a kind of uh, tyrannical government or that is uh,
0: controlled, but the state will find Bitcoin useful. And so that's it. With your personal experience, since you've been getting paid in BTC since, you said, 2017, right? How, how has that affected your life directly, right? you're You're living in Venezuela, one of the countries that is the biggest victims of, you know, bad... Monetary policy and government corruption um, you know you you know you've been you've adopted Bitcoin for years at this point like how has that helped and affected your life and then you know maybe you can kind of compare to other people that are around you that haven't done that
1: first i I didn't became a millionaire <laughs> I'm, I'm still uh, I have to work uh, as a normal person. I never holded a full coin, so it's it's not about getting rich fast, but uh, not being so poor as the regime is trying to make us here. Because, uh, as I said, we are living in a country with really low freedoms and with no political institutions, Uh, the state is... uh, (laughs) Uh, being destroyed from the inside, uh, from the Chavismo. So uh, the context is, is really awful and also is the destruction of the currency. And the people that is living through that destruction and don't have another tool, let's say a dollar or maybe euros or pesos, it depends on or, or on where you are, that people is really having bad times I, I, i'm the people that is still linked to the uh, fiat currency of of the country and in this in this case I, i'm I'm being uh, lucky to have a way to earn a different kind of money um money that maybe in two thousand 18 and with the bear market i moved it to a cheaper uh, place in the city because i i lost part of my savings in usd um, because the bear market make the bitcoin price tank but uh, even in that case I'm not struggling as hard as the very large majority of the country, and I, I think that because I'm not an um, really tech savvy person, uh, my university de- degree is in philosophy, so I I had to learn a lot about what is bitcoin and how to use it and i think that every people is set to make the same uh, the same path to know about bitcoin to use it and in this in this point i think that as As we are all facing the same reality, the same destruction of the economy, we are uh, maybe not with the one directly. I I mean, I'm not eating from the garbage, but I'm looking people that is doing that. So I can't uh, avoid the reality at all, but Bitcoin makes me... Uh, go through it in a different way. And it makes me to connect with people like you, people like that is in other projects and people that maybe can offer me some job opportunities. And this is not because I'm a special. This is because of Bitcoin community, of the Bitcoin knowledge that one can accumulate in this path of learning to use it and go through the bear markets. And now I can understand better how it can change people's lives. And yes, I I think that I'm trying to share that with people here. (laughs) And it's difficult because not not everybody has the time or is earning enough to use... uh, yeah, to use Bitcoin. But I think that if if we can show the, I, I don't think that the majority, but the people that is uh, interested in learning about Bitcoin, how it can improve uh, their life with a living example as mines, maybe it could be uh, a easier way to spread the word and something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I I can understand why people haven't quite connected the dots yet. But I'm kind of curious, like, what's the Bitcoin community in Caracas like? And are there people who are like, you know, known to be well, you know, known to be knowledgeable in Bitcoin? Like, you know, and are there are there people who are like using this technology to help alleviate, you know, the struggle that they're kind of forced to deal with because of the government?
1: I know other Bitcoiners here, like uh, Alessandro Cesere, El Sultan Bitcoin. I think that you already uh, chatted with him. I know other Bitcoiners that are um, low-profiles ones, uh, like like Bit Brothers Venezuela. Like they're helded uh, the original Lightning Torch, the first one. And they are they there they was operating a node with a battery because we were in a blackout. <laughs> so yes, the, the, there are this kind of people. I, I personal, personally personally know uh, miners, Bitcoin miners, and I tend to say that even. Bitcoin, we need to always take in mind that the context is disturbing, that the context is...
0: Error, knowledge... Hey, Javier. Yes? Hey, I started to interrupt. I, I, I didn't get you for the last minute. You cut out. Hello. Can you hear me? Help. Yep, you're back. I lost you a couple okay. times there. Okay.
1: I, I can start again if you want.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I heard all the way up until you were telling the story about um, the kind of low-profile Bitcoiners that had the lightning torch, the original lightning torch.
1: Okay, okay. And uh, okay, and I know um, other people that is uh, are doing uh, mining stuff and that uh, are trying to spread some awareness on Bitcoin as a tool he always try to say to all... We care about bitcoin and uh, that the community is trying to uh i think that share this uh, approach that i mentioned previously that is uh, to show how people could improve the, their own lives uh because we can't uh promise people that they will get rich with Bitcoin or something like that. But it is useful because it is really liquid. It uh, could help you to save some money, even (laughs) in some case. Uh, And in a context like this, uh, to save money is something that is almost uh, prohibited, (laughs) so that 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 kinds of things are the stuff that I think that uh worth to share and i I feel that the those guys that are standing standing to talk about this are looking uh things like this and uh, mm, we ha- we had uh communities or, or of some altcoins some shitcoins coins around but they're not uh, as active as, as they were in 2017 and uh, 2020 seems to be the bitcoin year
0: <laughs> yeah well I mean I can I can imagine that after 2017 most of the interest in altcoins kind of left after the gains right and then once that happens bitcoin's kind of the only thing that's actually useful because it's actually liquid um can you like can you talk about like what's the biggest pushback or struggle for people is it mostly just they don't have enough value at all to save in bitcoin like do do people understand that i mean I think Jameson Lop had a great quote or tweet. He said that Bitcoin is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's a don't-get-poor-slowly scheme. Or, I mean, if people who are living in a country like Venezuela, don't-get-poor-quickly scheme, right? Um, can you like, talk about like, you know, where's the, the kind of mental barriers? Um, or is it like technological? Like, what are the barriers to people kind of getting how Bitcoin as a new type of money can help them?
1: I I think that uh, we have both kind of barriers. Uh, we have mental and and also technological barriers because we are not uh, really used to dollars. Uh, in the before the Chavismo get the power, uh, dollars were a thing uh, not from the many uh, of the Venezuelans, not the majority of Venezuelans had uh, dollars and uh it is difficult to uh imagine people uh getting used to dollars and uh, electronic dollars and digital dollars and all that stuff uh I, of course that uh, we are really uh, linked to uh US economy and the US dollar because uh, the oil the uh, stuff that we have a lot of oil and yes that uh, we have a really we had a really big uh, amount of dollar entering the economy but in that moment in those moments of bonanza we were uh, using bolivars in the daily basis so i think that the uh, mental barrier could could be uh, related to the i think that the difficulty to get dollars in the early days of the modern venezuela and we are mm, having a de facto dollarization but it it was uh, started because of the uh, blackout that that a uh, huge blackout that we had uh, uh, almost four days here in Caracas without electricity, but in other places of the country they they spend like weeks without electricity, so they they can't stop to live. So uh, the hyperinflationary uh, position of safe. Uh, a hard money, a hard currency that it, in this case were was the dollar. Uh, in this scenario of, of blackouts of can't spend or can't exchange those dollars for bolivars, they simply spend directly the dollars. And that uh, started a wrong of new adaptation to these uh, dollar values uh, in the streets. But it is a new phenomenon. It is uh, difficult to uh, see a really um, fluid uh, <laughs> exchange of uh, uh, goods against dollars because there are no enough bills to uh, make the operations happen in a good way. So the dollarization have its own problems that are uh, also combined with this uh, low familiarity with the dollar so and it uh, in the case of bitcoin it uh, combines with uh, a really poor structure in the country uh, from internet connections, even from electricity, so in this case the electronic barriers could be even the more the most basic infrastructure and in Caracas you can say that maybe we can uh, use more Bitcoin as a medium of exchange and we have. Uh, where to spend those sats but in other places of the country you not only not have those places to spend but you don't have the connectivity or even uh, maybe you can have the electricity to do so so those two things combine. i mean the the mental barriers of the dollarization and the adoption of a new currency and the adoption of a currency that is digital as Bitcoin and uh, the idea that that the infrastructure to adapt this uh, technology is not that great could be the two key points to that, that may be stopping a more, uh, Bigger adoption, and I think that a third point that could be, or or could lead us to understand this in, in a better way, because I'm in this reality too, but uh, I already uh, walk this path of knowledge about Bitcoin, and I know how to use. Uh, Uh, bitcoin in a way that i could send a transaction with low connectivity i know how to pay low fees etc etc but it is the education (laughs) the education phase of of the bitcoin stuff here because people don't have enough time to uh, earn bolivars or dollars or even bitcoins to eat and there are not a a big majority of those people that can spend time learning about all the stuff of Bitcoin. So it it will lead lead us to a little minority of people that will spend that time and will learn how to use Bitcoin even in this uh, scenario. And that will drive uh, over that uh, mental barrier of of dollars and uh, not not so familiarity with other currencies. And uh, I think that those three points are just the, the, the key issues to Bitcoin adoption.
0: I know that I interviewed uh, Simon from value and it's really, really interesting that the power outage is something that got the ball rolling for, you know, de facto dollarization. Um, you know, are are you familiar with value and are FinTech tools kind of like that um, being adopted? And I mean, I guess, you know, Outside of Bitcoin, what are people trying to do to address uh, their issues? Okay. Yes,
1: I I know value and I also interviewed uh, Simon from my own podcast. And yes, we have a lot of these kind of uh, fintech solutions because the... Digital dollar, the crypto dollar, the synthetic dollar, uh, cash dollar. I don't know. Every, all these names of the dollar are needed here uh, because not everybody has the chance to have a U.S. account, an American bank account. And they can be left behind of the economy of the country. So, there are many options as, as value, and there are fintechs that are, are trying to combine the uh, maybe traditional fintech solution like uh, digital banking, but not with all the requirements of a traditional bank. And there are others as, as value uh, that are trying to combine the things that uh, Bitcoin gives you or even that the things that uh, crypto uh, allows to do uh, to solve this need of dollars because the de facto dollarization is, is not waiting for anybody. It's just happening. And uh, the necessity of of a way to spend in a good way or, or the necessity of save your money in a currency that you are being familiar to like the dollar, because I said that we are not historical familiar with that, but in this process, the currency that is dominating the streets or that is dominating the economy is the dollar. So, if you need uh, those uh, tools to use it, 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 is, it could be kind of naive of, uh, to think that Bitcoin could, could be the answer to all the Venezuelans as it is to me because I, I'm exposed to all these uh, crypto or fintech or whatever they are, dollars, and I don't use it because Bitcoin solved it, the problem to me. But I, I understand that it is naive to think that everybody will jump in Bitcoin as I did. And yes, I think that value is a really good project that is trying to solve something that is really needed. This, this dollar uh, uh, way to save, but a way to move uh, money around countries because we have a really big diaspora of of migrants, of people that flee away of the country because of the chavismo. And they are trying to send money to the country, to their families. And the, the thing that Value is trying to do is to connect those people that flee the country with the people that are still being here as me. So, this is uh, a thing that is needed. And I think that <clears throat> if the, the context of the pandemic, of this, this nightmare of lockdowns and national lockdowns and everything goes away, we will see a new wave of Venezuelans leaving the country. So this uh, necessity of a way to send money abroad, even with Bitcoin around, this necessity will uh, be bigger, and I don't think that everybody will get the Bitcoin bus. I, I I really want them to jump in, but I understand that uh, fintech solutions will will be there, and I hope then uh, to help people to yeah to to m- so- make the money through the country.
0: <laughs> so I want to jump into something that you mentioned, you you called Venezuela, modern Venezuela. And you also mentioned that, you know, how to send Bitcoin when there's no internet and obviously um, Venezuelans have been exposed to prolonged blackouts. Can you kind of talk about what life is like in modern Venezuela today? And um, you know, maybe jump into like mesh networks and some of the other stuff that Venezuelans are tech savvy Venezuelans like yourself are using to Um, you know, still interact despite being kind of in this situation?
1: Yes, because uh, the destruction of the currency is always an opportunity to some people to uh, get a a different and innovative solution to the problems that we are facing. So we have people that is... uh, (laughs) literally eating from the garbage, but you have other people that are uh, building structures to uh, share internet connections via uh, fiber cables and stuff like that. So you have this uh, inequity. I think that that is the word. So uh, you you can see really big uh, Bitcoin mining operations Uh, In the private sector, Uh, you can see people that have uh, VR sets to play or stuff like that. I mean, uh, we have some technology inside the country, but it is not accessible to all the people and... Even with the fact that you don't really need a lot of technology to use Bitcoin, um, it could be hard to afford a, a smartphone to some people. It could be hard to afford even a old laptop. So we have a lot of iniquity <laughs> in the country driven from this uh, political disaster. And... Uh, yes i think that uh caracas is is the the place of of the more most modern of the things that we have here in venezuela valencia that is another city and i don't think that there are others that we can Talk about modern country because there are constant blackouts. They have a really poor internet connection, and we are we are seeing that m- most parts of the country are are a kind of amish uh, people. Like we are, we stop it in in some way in the in the time in those places like. They they don't have oil to move around. They the gas to move uh, around. They have to walk <laughs> to move from the places. Um, they have to use uh, cash. If you are in the border of the country, you will be better using cash pesos or USD uh, cash. Against every other digital payment, even bolivars that are is the de facto medium of exchange here, and the, these are all uh, the faces of the same country. I mean, I'm in Caracas, talking with you with a poor but <laughs> enough connection to make this happen, and I know people around me that have. Uh, um, better services and I also know people that don't have services at all, so yes, I think that the modern Venezuela is a, a really tiny tiny concept here.
0: Well, I mean it, it's honestly unbelievable you know how much harm a bad government and monetary manipulation. Um, can can do to a group of people right Venezuela was the finest country in South America at one point you know kind of like the pinnacle civilization um, so it's just crazy to kind of hear you describe you know what the chavistas have reduced it down to yes
1: and, and you can see uh, the buildings you can still see in the things that were uh, that gave the bride to the city or to the country in general, but you see them in ruins. You you see them surrounded by garbage and for homeless people. It is really disturbing to understand how how deep a bad government could
0: change a country. Yeah, totally agree. So I guess Javier where's their hope right for for the Venezuelan people obviously there's fintech companies there's bitcoin um there's young uh, entrepreneurial tech savvy people in the country and as well as a diaspora that are sending money back you know w- where's their hope in the country and um you know I guess what where do you think Venezuela is going in the next you know few years To be completely honest, (laughs) I'm hopeless
1: on Venezuela. (laughs) I have a different life and I have hope in my own capacities because of Bitcoin and because of my own professional involvement in the industry. But this is in a really individual a sphere and a really individual, uh, I don't know, yeah, a sphere. It, it is only about me and about the people that I know that are related to Bitcoin, that are already linked to something that is working. But about Venezuela, <laughs> they, they, uh, the Chavismo have all the control of, of the country and this is really awful to say but uh, we are uh, I think that we are in the ways to become a new Cuba like 40 years with the motherfucker Castro's. (laughs) we will be spending 40 years with the Chavismo we already have 20 years of this garbage and they have full control of the country they have The guns, they have criminal, they had criminalized the protest. We have a hate law. And if you are caught on the street, uh, protesting for any, anything, the most tiny protest could lead you to the jail. And I think that any, anybody in the country want to spend Anytime time in a, a jail in a country like this where the, the people that is in jail are uh, colluding with uh, police uh, guys to extortion you or to kidnap your family or stuff like that. So anybody will be protesting against the, the, the regime And if you don't have uh, a movement of citizens that could face or could uh, raise their voices against this, it is really difficult to see a movement or anything. (laughs) I'm really pessimistic on Venezuela. I'm here because I can't leave the the country. I don't have enough money. (laughs) And because... I think that I could help people to create their their own bubble their own bubble as as I did with Bitcoin. Yeah. I think that even when they maybe can't become me as as me as me I I do I'm doing or the thing that I do, they could find a way to use Bitcoin to survive. <laughs> This really pessimistic uh, context, as I'm as I'm doing, because I have hope in the project. I, I think that I could um, make Satoshi in Venezuela grow bigger, and I think that I could uh, share more uh, interviews and tutorials and knowledge about Bitcoin. But this is in a really tiny and personal. A sphere of realization I don't think that we are in a in a position to make a change a, a deep change in in the things especially in a political way, but maybe maybe maybe, and this is a really <laughs> the the most tiny hope, but that it gave me a lot of pleasure to thinking. If we can share Bitcoin with enough people, maybe we can create a little movement of free uh, free riders. Because all the things that we are talking about when we talk about Bitcoin is about freedom and we don't have freedom. So if we have more diehard Bitcoiners, even 10, even 15, 20, 100 diehard Bitcoiners, they, I don't think that we will change the country, the whole country or stuff like that. But, well, we can start to build something. <laughs> Maybe in these 40 years of Chavismo d- drove to a Bitcoiner party that
0: take the power or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, in in general, it's beautiful that at least for you personally, Bitcoin has offered hope. Um, And I think that many people have expressed this. um, And um, my co-host on FedWatch, which is another Bitcoin magazine podcast, he says that Bitcoin is where growth will happen in the future. You know, the future of the dollar system and the fiat system is government getting in the way and government um, blocking access and and needing, you know, demanding permission. Um, and Bitcoin is is going to be where the market actually exists and where opportunity exists. So um, it's beautiful to hear you talk about how it gives you hope. And um, also, it's, it's awesome to see it in practice. Like, you know, you are far more connected to the international world and the world around, you know, outside of Venezuela than I'm assuming the majority of people around you yes and
1: this is all because of bitcoin and i think that it uh, make you think about how uh, the individual uh, is the base of all the things that we do the base of all the society and as we are facing a a regime that is trying to erase the individuality that is trying to make you think that you can only think in food and to uh, carry water because you don't have water in your house. And that is trying to put you in the really down uh, Maslow pyramid scheme. So even with that consent context against you, uh, Using Bitcoin and know about it, and I think that understand the ethos of Bitcoin, that these ideas uh, that Andreas uh, used to share, that uh, rulers without uh, rules without rulers is uh, the perfect uh, knowledge model, uh, the perfect uh, thought model that we need to spread to survive this destruction because the context, as as I said, I don't think that the political context will change anytime soon, but we can save individuals. I don't, I I mean, no, we uh, as as people, I I mean, uh, the ideas that are around Bitcoin could help people to save themselves, even living here, <laughs> I, I, I'm saying this and, and I find it uh, kind of weird to say, but it is, as I, as I mentioned, it, a tiny bubble that you can create. I mean, I'm in the, in a corner of my of my house where I do live streams and I talk with guys like Andreas Antonopoulos or Peter McCormack, Stefan Vera. now I'm talking with you and that's really weird <laughs> in a context like this but this it this is something that is uh driven because of bitcoin that is something that find me connected to people that is aligned with the things that i want the things that i think that could be useful to the country so yes
0: i i hope that I can share this with more people. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I mean, I I'm just inspired hearing you speak, and um, you constantly are reminding me of how privileged I am. And you know, and I just sit on a, a pedestal, really, and just talk about how great Bitcoin is and how Bitcoin is this tool for for helping people. But you know, seeing you, uh, you know, having to actually use it and you know and lean against it. Um, in that way, and seeing that it it, it delivers, it's um, it's 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 awesome, and it, it makes me want to push for Bitcoin adoption even further. Yes, this is the this is the path, my friend. <laughs> so, I Javier, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing with uh, Satoshi and Venezuela, and then we can uh, wrap this one up.
1: Okay, Satoshi in Venezuela is an educational project that I founded in. 2019, I started asking uh, the people of Bitcoin East, uh, to send me like uh, $200 in Bitcoin to <laughs> make the first meetup happen. But uh, after I wrote the rant that I sent them by DM, <laughs> because it was a, a rant like, I will not scam you. I, I'm just trying to make this happen and, and, and I saw that I have something, a, a really interesting idea, because here uh, wasn't a Bitcoin-only organization. We were were full of shit-coining and stuff like that. So even with the fact that we have a really great uh, previous organization that is Bitcoin Venezuela, that they are still working and they have a really amazing humanitarian work here that combines uh, Bitcoin and uh, the human causes, uh, a project like Satoshi in Venezuela, like that is focused in uh, the, the talk about Bitcoin, the diffusion of Bitcoin, the spread, the message of Bitcoin what was missing. So, uh, break even Bitcoin, that is a Bitcoiner that works with some Bitcoin connected me with, uh, Samsung mo from Blockstream, And from there, it, it, it was simply an avalanche. Um, <laughs> we were focused in doing in real life meetups, but as the pandemic hits, uh, I had to reinvent the project, so I launched uh, the Satoshi in Venezuela YouTube channel. That if you are listening to this, will be amazing if you can subscribe to it. <laughs> and uh, the YouTube channel uh, gives us the opportunity to connect with the people that already were uh, aware of the project, but outside of the Venezuelan community. And we had a lot of uh, stuff. We had a lot of interviews with Bitcoiners around the world and to know about um, uh, things like lightning or maybe privacy on Bitcoin and uh, stuff like that. And as all is in digital, we can connect with people of all the all the all the country, but all the world too. So yes, that's that's what um, we are doing this year, focusing in the YouTube channel, uh, launching the "Problemas de Bitcoin" podcast, and uh, yes, this is this is the main thing that we are doing with the project right now. And as as far as the pandemic passed, we are. Uh, committed to do more in real life meetups, more properly focused here in Caracas because I was traveling around the country. But to be really honest and fair, uh, as I said, the modern Venezuela is here in Caracas and it's difficult to talk with people about something that they find that will make them rich, like Bitcoin. But in context- Uh, of poverty and to tell them no man this is not for make you rich they 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 are not looking yet to uh uncensorable money or uh, stuff like that so yes uh, doing youtube stuff doing social media stuff and hope soon we will be doing in real life meetups
0: javier thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot more of you around here at Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, continue to, uh, you know, pick your brain and, and, and get your, um, your piece of the Bitcoin story uh, documented. So thanks for coming on here. Uh, what's your last word for the audience? And where can people learn more about you?
1: Thanks a lot for having me here, CK. It is a really great pleasure. And I'm a really great big fan of Bitcoin Magazine, especially from Aaron Van Birgum. Well, I think that every time you talk about Bitcoin in Venezuela and use Venezuela as the argument and the use case uh, from excellent to make a point uh, from Bitcoin, please, 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 please. Remember that we are facing a humanitarian devastation, that the regime is a systematic uh, human rights violator, (laughs) that we are facing really bad times here, and try to not just use this disaster to make some narrative sound cool, because it hurts a fellow Bitcoiner here in Venezuela, And you can find me in social media, as Crypto Bastardo. It has an I instead of Y, because Crypto is uh, with an I in Spanish. And well, thanks a lot for having me here.
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you again uh, to all the listeners out there. Yeah, make sure, you know, have some empathy for the people going through extremely hard times in Venezuela. And, you know, let's find find out the way that you can help people in Venezuela and people around the world who are having tough times, you know, find a way to help them with Bitcoin. Um, You know, everyone could use a little bit of help and for some For some people, a little bit can go a long way. Um, For all the listeners, make sure to follow Bitcoin Magazine at Bitcoin Magazine on Twitter and at BitcoinMagazine.com. You can follow me at CK underscore Snarks. Please give us a share, a listen, and all that good stuff. And please follow uh, Javier and follow Satoshi in Venezuela on YouTube. That's it from me, guys. Stay tuned for another new show next week. Peace. A quick reminder that all of the content in this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should not construe the information as legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. Nothing contained in this presentation constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, or offer by BTC Media, the Let's Talk Bitcoin podcast network, or any third-party service provider to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Do your own research.